0: Have you ever wondered what it's like to be a gamer? Did you ever think a gamer could be into fashion? Do you believe you can love two things passionately at the same time? Well, in today's episode, we're talking to Kokodama, a gamer, Twitch affiliate, and fashionista, and we're going to find out exactly that. One, two, three. Hola, hello everyone. It's your host, Sabrina, and welcome to the Pretty Sure Podcast, where we'll talk about everything from travel, dating, to expat life, and everything in between. With new guests and topics each week, we'll get advice, some insights, and talk about things I'm pretty sure you've all experienced at one point or another. Sometimes all we really want to know is why, what does it mean, and am I the only one? See, I felt alone many times in my life, but I've gotten through it all by having my friends at my side. So I want you to think of me as your new best friend. We'll laugh together and maybe even overthink a little, but we'll have a damn good time at it all. So get ready, guys, because here we go. Hey, guys. A few of you know, if you don't, you can probably check out my Instagram and you can see how old I am. I'm a 90s kid, and although I was born at the tail end of it, because I'm from 94, I feel like growing up with older cousins, because I never actually had siblings, by the way, I aged a bit earlier. And the good part about this is I got into the video game craze and got to play all the amazing games of the time. If you're from the era, you might remember Super Mario 64, Mario Kart, Super Mario World, Street Fighter, Pokemon, Donkey Kong, you name it, I played in my youth. And if it isn't already clear, I actually love video games. Growing up, I had all the platforms, every game that ever came out, PlayStation 1, 2, I had them all, and I was obsessed with car games. But that's a story for another day. So I don't think you'd be able to tell just by looking through my social media. But as I mentioned before in previous episodes, I'm actually very quirky and have different facets to myself, which is why I'm very excited to chat with Coco Dama today about video games and fashion. So without further ado, Coco. Can I call you Coco? Yeah, that's fine. Welcome to Pretty Sure. And please tell us about yourself. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, my name's Coco. I'm a Twitch
1: affiliate on a uh, platform called Twitch, which is a live streaming gaming site. Um, so I do content creation and kind of Let's Plays and stuff like that on there um, and doing a variety of all different games that are mainly story or lore based. Um, and then I'm also a freelance photographer and a stylist when I can. And I've done a lot of different things in the fashion industry. So yeah, I love them both, but um, yeah, so that's why I'm
0: here, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That's fabulous. So tell us, how did you start Kokodama? What does it mean, and how did you get into gaming? So Kokodama came from my favorite
1: movie growing up, Princess Mononoke. Um, It's a Studio Ghibli film. It's amazing. Highly recommend you check it out. But yeah, no, I uh, there's a little character in the movie called the Kodamas. And they're like these little forest spirits. And I thought they were just the cutest things and really awesome. And so I wanted to be called Kodama. But unfortunately, that was like taken on every single, you know, URL or handle for social media. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay. And uh, my mom was like, what if you did like Coco Dama instead. And it's kind of like, you know, at the time I was a big fan of like Chanel and I, she was like, it's kind of like Coco Chanel, but like Coco Dama. So it has like a little bit of fashion in it, but it's still like you with like Princess Mononoke. And I was like, okay, I'm down for that. <laughs> that's amazing. So, yeah. That's how uh, Coco was born. And then I got into gaming through my brother, um, who was a big Halo nerd growing up. uh, And yeah, I just I always (laughs) played with him and watched him. And I just video games, you know, I love them. And they really helped me growing up deal with like my mental health and and everything and just to escape the real world for a bit, which was great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Was he older or younger than you? Um, My brother's eight years older than me. So okay, so like same, you got to play video games because of someone older, and they got into it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So, what was your favorite game growing up? Oh,
1: I mean Halo for sure. Like the Halo trilogy, the OG, like Combat Evolved that like came out in two thousand one, followed by two and three. Like those are my my pride and joy, and my biggest nerd thing that I have. Like I've read all the books, like the lore, etc. Yeah, I just Halo was my my pride and joy when life was too rough, and so I just turned to <laughs> being Master Chief and killing aliens with Energy sword, and then chilling with my boy Arbiter. (laughs) So,
0: (laughs) yeah. I don't think I ever played Halo maybe once. One of my ex-boyfriends when I was like a teen made me play it, but I never really got into it. So I don't understand your references, but I'm definitely going to Google them after this and <laughs> see what you're talking about. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'm pretty sure all the guys listening out there and just everyone that's a huge gamer will understand your references. That's my bad. <laughs> no, you're fine. But it's totally fine. <laughs> so when did you decide to actually start gaming and like streaming and twitching and everything? Like how how did that came to be? Um, so, I mean, i was. Busy- gaming my
1: whole life basically since like whenever i was introduced to the first halo and so i only had like and the xbox you know the 360 the og1 and then like the xbox one for the longest time and then my friends were all um i grew up my guy friends from my my second high school were our a bunch of like PC gamers. And they're like, dude, like you should move on to other games. Like consider building a PC. You have money saved up. You want to do it. Why not? So I built a computer and I started playing PC games with my friends um, through Discord and such. And then another friend of mine introduced me to some Twitch streamers who were playing Halo, but like the multiplayer instead of the lore stuff. And I was like, OK, cool. That's awesome. Like and I just started watching more and more streams. And I was like, I want to do this. You know, like this is something that mm-hmm feels like it would be just my cup of tea. Um, And so, yeah, I I was working a lot in fashion. I was a full-time student, uh, you know, in New York, and I just, life was just not going great for me at the time. And I was just overwhelmed with everything. And so, yeah, I started streaming and I just, you know, grew and grew a little bit. And now I have this like amazing little community and they're so supportive. And everyone like, you know, if I'm sick, they'll like message me and be like, hope you're feeling better. Don't forget to take your vitamin C. And I'm like, why are you guys like checking in with me more than my friends? Like, (laughs) But it's really so sweet. It's really sweet. And we have like the best conversations and I've made friends like all over the world now. And I'm so grateful that I found Twitch and decided to press the start streaming button because it's really like saved me from the craziness of the fashion industry, which is overwhelming at times. So.
0: Totally. And is this like a job for you as well? Like, do you eventually get paid for it or how does it work? Because I've never used Twitch in my life. Like I'm original 90s games <laughs> where you like played with your friends in your living room or if you're in Paris, there's actually a really cool bar. Um, Once COVID-19 and everything disappears, mm-hmm. everyone should go check it out. It's called Player One yeah. and it's like filled with old games like that's my way of gaming Mm -hmm. so like this is a whole new territory but i'm so curious so please tell me more how it works yeah there's also reset bar which is really cool That's another one just to throw in.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah, that was my, it was my main source of income for a while. um, And I wasn't making a whole lot from it, but like every little bit, you know, helps when you're a college student. Totally, totally. And honestly, where my life is going right now, I would love to do it more so full time um, and, you know, make more of like, like at least like monetize my content a bit more um, because I've dabbled in doing like a little bit of YouTube stuff that I'm working on, et cetera. Um, But yeah, so Mm -hmm. how Twitch works is it's actually owned by Amazon. And so you work through like you can get direct like tips and donations, which is like the main source for people. Um, and then if you are an affiliate, you can, you know, get subscriptions so people can mm-hmm. subscribe to your channel with different tiers say there's like tier 1 which is 4.99 and then 12.99 is tier 2 and then 24.99 uh, and dollars is a uh, tier 3 so people can do okay. that and when you're an affiliate you have to split half of it with Twitch unfortunately but when you become a partnered streamer then you can like you know have a, a bigger percentage
0: this is so people can go online and play with you directly no, this is or... like people who
1: are watching. So if they enjoy my oh, okay. stream and like they want to have extra perks, they can, you know, subscribe. So they'll get like customized emojis or emotes, we call them. Oh. Add free viewing. Um, Oh, my God. The list goes on. There's like a, other people like throw in other things you can do with them. But yeah, that's just the two off the top of my head. OK, yeah. cool. And there's also a bit system, which is like you can cheer little bits, which like say one bit is like five cents. So if you do like
0: five thousand bits, that's like however many. So, Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's very Obviously, weird. you didn't know any of this once you started, right? Like, you had to learn through practice and seeing what everybody else was doing and stuff. Yeah. I, I watched, like, a lot of streams and uh, trying
1: to figure out what, what really works. And also, I have, like, a team of moderators that have really helped me with, like, the technology side of things. And there's still a lot to Twitch I do not understand. But, you know, it's – I mean, I still power through.
0: <laughs> so – That's amazing. So obviously, Coco Dama is not your real identity. Um, Would you like to tell us why you decided to adopt a personality? Like why it's important to protect yourself? Like what's Mm -hmm. the whole concept behind having a persona, a virtual persona per se? (laughs) Well, the thing about Coco is like it's Just like a. Like it's your alter ego, right? No, it's just me.
1: (laughs) Like I just, I don't like put on an extra show or anything. Like it's just me with the camera. Like I, you know, there's no other character to Coco. It's just me with another name, basically. It's like going by my middle name instead of my first name, you know? Um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, when I wanted to stream, I wanted people to come to the channel for who I am as a person rather than like, Mm -hmm. you know, something fake because I'm so. you know, sick and tired of all the fakeness that I deal with in fashion. So I was like, okay, I want to totally, be my totally. authentic dumb self, you know. But yeah, so I keep my my identity private just because one, like I'm online with, you know, strangers from all over the world watching me. So I would rather, you know, protect myself as best as I can and like not have anyone show up to my home or like, you know, dox me <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. There's been a lot of like uh, horror stories in gaming with people like finding out real information about other people with like swatting, which is like when they call like a fake SWAT team to your house and like it's oh, wow. yeah it's super fucked yeah so there's a number of reasons why eventually I will release my um my real name because I would love to combine like all of my work both personalities yeah yeah um but for now I need to like figure out how to you know move through the internet and see like what type of audience builds over time and if they're you know a- a chill group. I I will reveal it, but right now I'm not ready to do that.
0: That makes sense. So how long have you been doing the whole Twitch affiliate program and streaming and everything? Uh, I've been streaming. I started, I, I took a lot of breaks as
1: I moved a lot. So I started in, uh, I want to say October, 2017, I think it was. And I was consistent with that until April, 2018. And then I moved to Paris. And then I came back home and streamed for one month because I kept my uh, U.S. PC at my parents' place. So I streamed again for like one month. And then I went back and didn't stream for like an entire year, basically. And like had like two or three streams in between. And then once I finally saved up enough money to build a a stronger PC out in Paris, um, I did that. And then, yeah, I've been streaming again since uh, September 2019.
0: So all this PC building, you actually can't do this with just like a TV and normal computer. Like what kind of software do you need or what what entails building a PC? Building a PC, I'm still very new to it. I'm very lucky
1: to have like a lot of friends and, you know, people to help me along the way. It's really <laughs> yeah. really cool though. You need like Basically, building a PC is kind of like Legos in a way. It's really fun. And so you'll have different parts of your computer where it's like, oh, you need to have like a motherboard and then like having RAM and your storage, et cetera, and things like that. So there's a lot of pieces and components that go into building a PC. But um, for streaming, like peripherals, you need like a mic. You don't need a webcam. Some people don't even stream with a webcam, but there's that. If you want lighting, you do lighting. And of course, you need like your monitors and, you know, your mouse and keyboard. People can and do stream with just their TV and like a laptop that they record themselves. But yeah, you have to have the software which most people use like an Elgato to um, record what's, happening on either another pc or like from your consoles when you're gaming so
0: it's a lot but it's it's a lot to learn wow that's really interesting yeah <laughs> I did not know any of this like in my mind <laughs> gamers literally sit like with huge TV and computer screen and they're just like playing have a mic on and stuff so i did not know you actually could build your own sanctuary pc oh yeah people go hard and they like i i it's beyond
1: my comprehension still but like they will do such specific things and they'll do these crazy Crazy light shows and have like their water coolers like look bright and green like it's slime going through it's nuts they do some crazy shit (laughs) but it's really interesting and it also like when you're like oh like a gamer just sits on the computer i'm like no they also probably built that pc and put like their heart and soul and like into it you know at least i did that's crazy it's my baby i mean that,
0: that that sounds fun but that's crazy yeah it's a lot of like investment too like a lot of money but totally time investment money investment Mm -hmm. everything totally but I get it it. everyone whatever career you have to do you have to invest in something exactly so before we go on to fashion and the mix of both Mm -hmm. what is it that you love most about gaming probably like the stories and also like escaping to other
1: worlds and seeing different ways to look at things in life like I don't know. Like we played a game recently on a stream called Hellblade, and it's really amazing. And the way the developers made the game was they kind of tell this story about this woman going through psychosis through her like battles with like different gods through Norse uh, mythology, and she's like trying to avenge her lover's like you know death, etc. And so the l- metaphors in these battles with like the different boss fights are incredible because they basically emulate what people go through when they, you know, feel anxiety or depression or, you know, different elements of psychosis and levels of that. And so they also put so much research into the game and we're interviewing not only like specialists, but people who actually go through and live with these mental illnesses every day. And so the conversations that I can get with my stream after such a game and, you know, feel Mm -hmm. like you can, feel represented through a video game with mental health is like incredible. And also just the different ways they can like, you know, kind of, Make a feeling visual, if that makes sense. Totally, yeah. So yeah, just I, so it's like basically battling your own demons. Yeah, it's amazing. I highly recommend. Like, if anyone, if you're interested in mental health, check out Hellblade and what they did to produce it. Like, it's amazing.
0: That sounds fascinating. I'm definitely putting it on my list of topics. Yeah. First of all, I'm gonna re-listen to this and try to get all of your references, oh. and then I'm gonna start looking at all the games and information. Oh please! If like you don't just just tell me and be like, wait, can you explain that more? I will. <laughs> No, that's fine. And so what is your current game, like favorite game? Is it Hellblade or is it another one? Like, what are you obsessed with right now?
1: Oh, I mean, I'll always be obsessed with Halo. I just, it's just a part of me at this point. Um, So yeah, I, I love Halo. And then Hellblade is definitely one of my, my top favorites now. And there's another beautiful game called uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, which is just a walking simulator, an amazing story about this like family and their curse. And like, I won't reveal any more than that. But it's just there's a lot of amazing indies and like great games out there. It's not always just like Call of Duty and stuff. There's a lot of hidden gems that you really got to, you know, hunt for and appreciate. Yeah. But,
0: and how do you find all these games? Like, is there a specific website? Is it like just your community tells you about it? Like how, how do you find these? Um, it's a mix of everything. So, I've definitely
1: found a bunch of games through my community because like in our Discord, which is like our chat room, basically, in simplest terms, Mm -hmm. I have like a section that's like game recommendations. And so they'll post trailers of certain games that they're like, oh, I think you would dig this. And so I check it out. I also look at like a lot of YouTubers that review games or just kind of like do commentary and stuff, other streams or, you know, I will look at some reviews from some websites, even if, you know, if I don't always agree with them. But like IGN, (laughs) PC Gamer, PC Gamer etc so
0: yeah that's all fascinating like this is an entirely different world for me it's
1: <laughs> so cool to hear about this i'm glad i'm glad you're interested in it it's it's an honor to be here and that's really awesome that you're like diving into this with me so
0: yeah i mean i'm fascinated by video games as i said mm-hmm. i prefer like car games or chases or whatever but, yeah. like this whole new realm is like oh i never even knew about this and also you love fashion i love fashion mm-hmm. but i want to know what you like about it what made you get into it like what is your motivation for fashion
1: Ooh, okay my It's like complicated how I got into fashion. I like kind of can't put my finger on it.
0: Well, I did. My mom
1: worked closely with Emmanuel Langaro, who uh, unfortunately recently passed away, who was a famous couturier. In uh, the 60s and so on Starting in the 60s rather And so I met him in 2010 maybe No, or maybe earlier Maybe it was like 2008 or something One summer when we were in Paris And I thought fashion was really stupid before then I would like refuse to walk into a (laughs) Victoria's Secret Because I was like, this is so dumb I loved like just being like rolling in dirt And looking at bugs Like that was me growing up (laughs) playing Halo But yeah, then I, when I sat down with Ngaro And my mom, you know, the way he talked about fashion and inspiration. And, you know, seeing the world differently was just amazing. And it's something I don't know, like what, but it just struck something in me. And I was like, I I get it. Like, I get what he's saying. And so after that, I, I fell in love with fashion. And fashion is just another form of storytelling for me. Like it's, you know, the looks that I do on my Instagram, some of them are just basic outfits every day, but others I like listen to music and I see like a character built in the song or I see like, you know, a leaf on the ground and I'm like, okay, what can I like do with this like leaf that like inspires me, you know, or something like that. Um, So yeah. And I just wanted to keep pushing myself and I fell in love with fashion after that. So
0: yeah. And what is it you'd like to do in fashion? Like is the design part is it more like the styling part is it the journalism you talk about designs what inspires you like what what is it you'd like to get into
1: i mean my dream job which unfortunately my thesis was supposed to be this but uh, you know <laughs> life comes at you fast
0: covid 19 guys yeah.
1: <laughs> i hope everyone's safe please stay inside stay inside don't go to the park just stay the fuck inside that's all i want we're not together
0: <laughs> if you're wondering we're each of us in our own apartments yeah. so,
1: like you can do this guys yeah it's Just, you know, watch some Twitch streams. You'll be fine. Um,
0: (laughs) But um,
1: what was I going to say? I totally forgot. (laughs) Um, The PSA took over of staying inside. That was more important. (laughs) Right. That what do you'd like to do? Like what's your ideal job? Right. So, yeah, I mean, the dream would be to start my own publication, which would primarily be online and then have like a biannual print issue or something like that, because Mm -hmm. I I don't know if this will be good if employers ever hear this, but I hate the fashion industry, but I love the creative side of it. And I hate a lot of... Totally, really Totally. Yeah. It. And I hate what it, a lot of it is. And it's just like super focused on just like pushing, you know, to sell rather than like appreciating and, and celebrating people in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so, yeah, to have this publication, and I would love... I have ideas for like pieces but I'm not a good writer. So I would love to be Mm -hmm. like, okay, I want you to write about this like photographer that I found that has like 20 followers, but is brilliant. Or like, I want you to write about like, you know, sustainability and like the small town in like Oklahoma. I don't know, something random and edit that and just curate. And then to do styling and, you know, celebrate people through stories rather than like putting Kylie Jenner on the cover, you know, like I want to I want to find the underdog and celebrate them. And maybe, you know, if there's a photographer, instead of shooting like a signed model, shoot the actual photographer and put them in like this crazy world which is yeah. what's amazing about fashion is because you can take a, a subject and then put them in the 20s just by styling and set design. You can put them in the future. You can make them look like an alien or like something.
0: Totally, totally, um, totally. And then again, the photographers with their um, own identity, they can even push it like a step further. You know, yeah. like there are people that play with like colors and then it seems like you're in this weird bubble room mm-hmm. with like color. It's just amazing. I totally agree Like Tim Walker, Nick Knight. I mean, the list goes on. Yeah. Oh my God. I love them. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like we should do a fashion episode once like you and I was just discussed. Like, I would love that. What do you guys want to know about fashion? And we talk about it. I, we could totally do Hell that. Hell yeah. I'm down anytime, dude. <laughs> talk about this for hours. Right. Same. But I totally agree with you. Um, I actually also used to do fashion and I wanted to shy away from it because it was just like a bit too much. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's just like all the drama, like all the, I'm not going to say nastiness because there are actually nice people out there, yeah. but the superficiality of it, like you said, they're not as focused on like the creative part. It's like, Oh, who's paying the most money? Mm-hmm. Oh, who should be on the cover? Cause that's, what's going to get us more. Money, oh right? yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. It's, it's really about status. And I've interned a whole lot and I've seen many dark sides of people because of just being yeah. an intern Whether I was paid or not And I was like Hey I'm still yeah. grateful to be here Let's smack that on the resume But you know It was just like <laughs> I was I've been the punching bag For so long I started interning When I was like 15 or 14 So I'm just like Oh That's crazy Yeah But yeah No I just You know There's a funny thing when I was working this past fashion week that like one of the people in the atelier screamed and he was like, they were getting in a a little fight and he was like, we're not saving lives here. We're just building a vest. And I was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So it really is that. And some people just, I don't know.
0: Quote of the day, man. Quote of the day. We're not saving lives. We're creating a vest. Yeah. They were like,
1: yeah, it was it was absurd. I won't say who the client was, but it was just (laughs) it was a lot. like I was
0: like, I mean, this is accurate, but. Totally. Yeah. So how do you come to terms with being both a fashionista and a gamer? Because I know A lot of people out there think if you're one thing, you can't be another because they're just like so totally opposite things. Like, how do you deal with being both at the same time? Do you feel like you do both at the same time, or is it like one side of you is a fashionista and the other side is like a gamer? It's definitely combined. Like, I I don't feel like I'm
1: one or the other. I'm just both, you know. Like, and I'm not going to be like I'm a serious gamer, like esports ready. Like, I'm a total, (laughs) you, you know, I'm I'm a wimp. I scream and cry during zombie games. Like, I'm not that skilled of a gamer. I just love to play and, you know, stories and stuff. But I think they go really hand in hand because of the creativity in both you know, realms, fashion, you can do so much with it and gaming, you can be so inspired by it. And um, there's also like so many like fantasy elements or like, you know, cyberpunk vibes that you can pull from gaming and like implement into fashion. And it's definitely like the more I've gamed, the more my fashion has like kind of adapted to being a little bit more crazy, which I'm really happy about because it makes me want to like push myself and teach myself makeup, which I'm not the best at. But, you know, it's a process. (laughs) We love a YouTube
0: tutorial. Totally. But you should start one, by the way, like whoever looks at her Instagram, um, it's obviously gonna be in the description, but you guys should really check it out. Um She does crazy photo shoots that most of us only dream of, so don't sell yourself, short. I'm pretty sure you have a thing or two with makeup. On. Thank you. <laughs> it's just like me at like five in the morning. I'm like, I can't
1: sleep, I guess I'll like put some purple eyeshadow on, <laughs> you know, and then it like turns into something else. Uh, but thank you, I-, I appreciate that. <laughs>
0: So, do you think gaming feeds fashion and fashion feeds gaming for you? Like, do you think they're complementary? Like, you learn something from one and you apply it to the other? Yeah, kind of.
1: Like, through streaming, I've learned to, you know, look at the fashion industry or like take a grain of salt with it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if I said that right. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And to kind of just like appreciate that there's so many people out there that aren't, you know, sucked into the fashion industry and it's not their world where like when you are working in fashion, that's their world. They eat, breathe, yeah. sleep, shit, fashion. And it's just like to be removed from that has helped me amendis- like, tremendously. Yeah, And yeah, I think that's kind of like what has helped me a lot. I don't know if they technically go hand in hand at all, but <laughs>
0: for me, they do. I don't really know how to explain that. <laughs> it just kind of works. But um, yeah. It makes sense. And for this ideal job that you have, how do you think gaming would come into play? Like, let's say you do launch this magazine, which I really hope you do. Me too. Will it be like gaming inspired? Will you find a way to like mix gaming inside of it? Like, if you could create your perfect job, would it be half-half or would it just be like fashion curating side of it? Um. Well, the
1: reason why I would want to do a publication is because I wouldn't have to always talk and write about fashion yet. I can still use fashion as a tool for storytelling. And so I would definitely like, there's one of the people I was going to interview, um, is a, I'm still going to do the shoot with her. So I'm not going to reveal too much. Um, but yeah, so she's a, a partnered Twitch streamer and I've watched her for years. Like when she only had like 700 followers and now she's, I think like over 10k something yeah she's killing it love her she's amazing but yeah so i was like i want to do a shoot with her and talk about like you know why gaming has like helped her and what it's done for her and tell her story of how she's like a woman in a male-dominated industry and how she's you know overcome trolls and you know all this like malicious attacks from male problematic gamers online um and to kind of shed a new light on it and so i was going to interview about that and then do the shoot with her that was like very technology Y2K focused and bring like wires out of her head and shit like that. So it was going to be nuts. I mean, it still will be. Just stay tuned. (laughs) A few months. Perfect. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So that's how I would implement gaming into uh, that. And I also want to talk about science. I want to celebrate people that are like, you know, doing awesome things in biology and then make them like fashionable in a way like that's it's I I don't want to talk about fashion. I want to use fashion to celebrate other people. is essentially what it is. So.
0: Well, that sounds like a fabulous idea. I really think you should do it. I hope so. <laughs>
1: I hope it works out, dude.
0: <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. So, what makes you feel the most creative? Like, what gets you up every day? And it's like, I have to do this. I want to do this. Like, what inspires you? Where do you find inspiration?
1: Well, definitely music. I, I'm I'm never not playing music around like around me. I always need to hear it and and everything. And I try to listen to as many different types of genres as possible, even if I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. agree or like them. And I will listen to a song and often just be like, okay, I see like a character from that, or I I see something from that. And so that's definitely where I find a lot of inspiration. But one of my like most valuable tools and when I was studying fashion design is just to look at an object. This is going to sound absolutely insane. But like, if you just stare, let's (laughs) try it. Let's say like you grab a random, like a green pen, just stare at that green pen and force yourself to create three things from looking at that. And that's what I would do when I was doing fashion design. And I would have to like implement or implement like certain things from this pen and the design into like this, you know, three fashion designs. Yeah. And um, that's helped me stay like super creative and curious and find like something interesting in every single inanimate object. So you're always inspired, <laughs>
0: you know. That sounds really interesting. It's a weird exercise Why do you to try continue it. pursuing fashion design actually now that you mention it? So... Yeah, I originally
1: was studying fashion design and that's what I did a lot with like interning and everything. And I preferred to draw than to sew and do patterns or drape. And so I had this professor in my draping class who I will never forget her. Um, <laughs> she was like, okay, we have to do this dress, which is like, you know, do invisible zippers, which is when you fold the fabric over the zipper. So you don't see like the outside pieces of it. okay? Which is like a part of like couture and stuff. And then, um, you know, you have to have princess seams, which the princess seams are when they follow from like your, the middle of your shoulder down to like the breast, you know, continued. To like give some yeah. context, so we were like, Okay, let's do that. And so she gave us a bunch of fabric, and it was like all these ugly, like pink florals. And I was like, No, no, no. So she had this like denim, and I was like, Can I use that? She was like, For sure. So I make this piece, it's like a denim turtleneck dress where you push the zippers up or down to make it into a shirt or a dress or like some crazy, like you know, surrealist piece. And so she gave me a C minus on the project. And I was like, why? Like I did the everything. And she was like, I didn't like the fabric you chose. And I was like, are you serious? And it was mine was the only one that wasn't the pink floral. And she's like, yeah, I don't agree with it. And also like, you're never going to make it in fashion. You're never going to do anything. And I was like, okay, this bitch. So
0: what? Yeah. So I was, people are crazy.
1: Yeah, no, (laughs) that's not even the worst thing I've experienced in fashion. But I was like, all right, (gasps) fuck it. I'm going to learn how to sell stuff. So I switched to, advertising and marketing. And I was like, I'm gonna have a business one day, fuck this. And so yeah, I grinded in that. And I always keep her words in the back of my mind, because maybe I won't do fashion design, but I'll definitely do something in fashion. And uh, watch out, girl, I'm coming for (laughs) you.
0: I actually have a similar story. Um, It was actually a teacher slash, um, I think she was like a director cause I was at fashion school as well. Insane. Mm-hmm. same. I had like, I had purple hair back then. Like I yes, was rocking the look. I, I, love I that. loved it. And so I was complaining cause I had this bad grade mm-hmm. and I asked her, I was like, Hey, can you please explain to me why I have this bad grade? Like, I don't understand. Like it's the same length of words you wanted. And then she stares at me in all seriousness. I kid you not. And she says, yeah, your English is just way too good for the teachers. Cause they're Italian and they don't understand you. And I was like, excuse Wait, me. What? What? She's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, next time maybe try to dumb it down so they can understand maybe you'll get a better grade. And I was like baffled. I was literally like with my mouth open, like what the um, hell? And you supposed to and then celebrate she... me? Like what the hell? Girl, she took it a step further. She was like, and by the way, can I give you a piece of advice? I was like, oh Jesus, what is she going to say? She's like, the purple hair on you doesn't look that good. People will <gasps> never take you seriously. If I were you, I'd dye it back to your natural color. And I was like, Oh. what the hell is wrong with you right now wow i would be yeah. so pissed
1: i'd be like i'm dropping out deuces
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> i literally dropped out i was like yeah. i'm leaving they're like no you can't blah, blah blah i was like watch me yeah and like you said i have her words in the back of my mind and i'm like nope don't care whatever anyone says i'm gonna be me but like i totally totally get you yeah you got people can be insane they're insane and also like just use that shit
1: as a motivator One thing fashion's taught me is like, don't. And I used to take things way too personally throughout my life. And there's still moments where it gets to me. But now, like people will say the worst shit to my face and when I'm interning or et cetera. And I just like let it roll over. And I'm like, it's not about me. It's really about them deep down. Like, I'm just going to let it pass, you know. Yeah, so, I am grateful that fashion taught me that, <laughs> but that's fucked. I'm sorry. Ugh, I hate that. Like, why be a, why be a teacher if you can't, you know, encourage and celebrate students to be like something different? Stop making them be carbon right? copies of everyone else before them. I don't know. That's
0: just my opinion. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if it's only in creative schools like that, like fashion specifically, that they're like that, or is it everywhere? Mm, I'm sure it's
1: in like other schools as well, but maybe not the same degree with like aesthetics and
0: such. Yeah. Possibly. Who knows? I don't know. (laughs) Well, we won't be figuring it out. Maybe we can interview someone else. (laughs) Yeah. That's another podcast friends. (laughs) (laughs) Next episode. Exactly. Um, so what advice would you actually give or like to give other people that want to get into fashion? Like you said, you've learned a lot. Like what's the main takeaway you'd give people? Um, don't No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) listening, do not pursue fashion. Uh, no, Fashion's uh, over. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking.
1: Um, I mean, it's such an oversaturated world. You know, there's, there's a lot that you can do with it, but you're also going to feel kind of trapped. Honestly, interning, if you can be able to find an internship that will also pay you 100% do it because I learned more interning than I did in fashion school and honestly love my current university, but I've definitely learned more about actually working than like, you know, Instead of sitting in the classroom yeah. by like actually doing hands-on work. Yeah. And witnessing it, like instead of reading a textbook. So, honestly, intern, and if even if you're like super young, you know, my first internship, I got it through um, like helping a girl with mental breakdowns before she went in the show ring that I used to horseback ride with. And her dad worked with a designer, and I was like, Hi, I want to work for you. And I was 15, and he's like, Technically, this is illegal. And I was like, Please, let me do it. I will come after school. And so he let me do it. And that's honestly the only reason I got into my first university was because of the recommendation I got for that. So,
0: Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so
1: if you can just start interning as soon as possible, do it. You will learn so much more. It'll put you ahead of the curve and you'll get a super dope resume.
0: So that'll help you. Totally. <laughs> and to get into gaming, what do you recommend people? like? What What's the first thing they'd need to know about it? I mean, just start just get excited by stories.
1: You know, a lot of people think gaming is just like playing online Call of Duty and like yelling into your microphone, which of course, a lot of that is that. Um, but you know, there's also so many worlds you can dive into and experience and, and celebrate. And so just, you know, whether you have a laptop, you know, or a PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, whatever, Xbox, just find some games that will get you excited about exploration. That's really it and just do it. Just fucking do it. <laughs> like just just pick up a controller or and then find something. And if you need any recommendations, there's so many great content creators that will lead you to the right uh games out there. So, yeah.
0: Totally. I agree. Yeah. You must have so many interesting stories, but I want to hear the funniest or the most interesting, whatever you pick that's happened to you in fashion. Oh my god. Um It could be craziest as well. You take your pick. Funny, interesting or craziest. Oh my God. Uh, give me a second. I got to think I'll go with like
1: a typical intern story. So I was working with a designer. I won't say who, um, (laughs) in New York. And, uh, this was the one that I got when I was like 15. So it was like one of my first internships. And so I was there helping with like the castings and like fittings for, uh, one of the shows we were doing for fashion week. And so the actual like designer rarely came into the atelier. He had like the creative director do most of the designing and then he would do his final bits when we would start doing the fittings. And every Mm -hmm. time he would come in, he would always say, put a bow on it, put a bow on it. And the whole atelier would be like, God, Damn it, what is with these fucking bows? <laughs> like just always putting bows on these dresses and shit. But um yeah, so one time there like wasn't a bow on one of the pieces that he said because they like just didn't have it ready. And in front of maybe, I think it was like 30 people, he like singles me out in front of the entire atelier and is just like, you are worthless. This was supposed to be done, you're fired, da-da-da, on and on, like just ripping into me. And I'm just standing there like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he like doesn't know my name. He's like seen me maybe once before and like I'm just the intern and the only intern at the time so I'm just like hey it's just little old me but yeah he screamed at me in front of the entire atelier and then once he left like everyone looked at me and they're like are you okay and I was just like yeah <laughs> I'm fine like <laughs> it's cool and they're like I'm sorry and I was like it's really it's fine um so it's probably the most like interny
0: one that's insane but, yeah I
1: met Paris Hilton that was pretty cool and then I made eye contact with Anna Wintour <laughs> and I was like Ooh. I was like oh hello she was actually really nice, though. She like uh, came in and we didn't talk, but she like made, made eye contact because I was like sitting in the corner and <laughs> she was like, oh, can I have a cappuccino? And then someone sprints to her with a Starbucks cappuccino. And I was like, oh, my God, oh my this God. is so dramatic. But she seemed very relaxed. It wasn't at all Devil Wears Prada with like Miranda Priestley yeah. coming in. Yeah, Everyone yeah. was just like, oh, my God. And she was like, it's cool. I'm here.
0: I was like, all right, respect, Anna. Cool, cool, all right. That's one person I'd love to meet and hang out with. Like, just pick her brain for at least five minutes.
1: Yeah, she's definitely an interesting gal. Also, Grace Coddington, I would love, especially her. She's so interesting. I love her.
0: But yeah, yeah, she's also amazing. Mm. And in gaming, what's the funniest story that's, like, what's the funniest thing that's ever happened to you? Oh, my God. I mean, there's
1: funny things that happen all the time. Like, just, like, funny moments in stream when like something scares me or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I feel like my favorite moment has been when I've like talked about mental health on stream during Hellblade Mm -hmm. with uh, like, I think we had like 20 people in there and it was awesome. That was like, because I'm still a very small streamer, but that was still like a big deal Mm -hmm. for me. And it was just awesome to be able to have all these people bond about things with mental health through a video game, you know, and like all over the world. Yeah, totally. Like someone was from Mexico, Sweden, you know, I was in Paris, there's someone in New York, like it was just very cool that gaming can do that. But yeah, I mean, what's fun about gaming is when you play online with people, just funny things happen, you know, whether you're like screaming into the mic and then you like make a random friend and he's like, no, don't kill me. And I'm like, that's the point of the game. And then we're just like sitting, hiding, like talking. And then like your teammates come and kill one of you. And you're just like, (laughs) I'll see you next time. Like, (laughs) But um, I can't really think of like anything that's happened that's like crazy because everything's on stream, you know, so it's just.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like normal day to day things. Yeah, I get it. What's the one thing you could tell your younger self if you could, like, if you encounter little 10-year-old Coco, what would you tell her? Oh, oh God, what a trying time that was. Um. <laughs>
1: Girl. Um, I, I would tell her, like, you know, don't get sucked into the bullshit and just pursue what you want. Stop trying to be friends with people that don't make sense to you and and just pursue your weird stupid self just like go play halo go out and look at bugs like do whatever stop trying to be someone you're not because that's when all this hatred and drama and anger is going to come through and also your mental health will improve <laughs> it will get better it will get better but just stick to yourself to stop trying to be something you're not so that's what i would tell her <laughs> That's a great
0: takeaway. So I'm pretty sure you've had an experience where you've ever felt that you're probably the only one either to live it or to feel it. And that's like really one of the most important questions I like to ask my guests. Okay. Can you tell us what it is? It could be, you know, a thought or a fear. And what would you tell other people that might think the same thing just to like let them know that there are other people out there? Like what, what do you feel is something people don't talk about that much that you've been through and you've been like, damn, I thought at one point this was only me, but actually maybe... 10 people other than me have felt it or, you
1: know? Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. Mental health um, is something I'm really passionate about. And I, you know, came my first high school, absolutely like ruined me. Mm -hmm. Like I came out of that being like such a Fall like my, there was pieces everywhere. Like, I just wasn't myself. I became something I hated. And so, then my second high school was a place where kids came from rehab, they came from, you know, wilderness programs and, uh, uh, what's the word is it called? Uh, treatment and stuff. So, everyone I met mm-hmm. had something with mental health. You know, my best friend and I, she was like, Hey, like, I'm diagnosed with this. What about you? And I was like, Oh my God, I have this. I came from here. Like, you know, we're still best friends today. And I, my, you know, friend group from that school, we always are so brutally open and honest about our mental health and what's going on. And it made such a warm and welcoming space for all of us because we never felt judged by one another. And we knew exactly what we could say, whether we needed to be like a hard ass or comforting. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, they don't understand that being open about mental health is important. Like the thing about mental health is, you know, it's not as obvious as a broken bone, you know, like a broken arm, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's within you and it's, it's often around us and often inside of us. And maybe it just, you know, we just aren't as aware of it. And yeah, mental health is super important and you have to take care of yourself and that's the, that's that like is have those conversations with your friends. And and if you don't have those yeah. friends, try to find those people that are just, you know, going to talk to you with a glass of wine till 3am about like existential dread and like anxiety and, you know, feeling like you can't get up out of bed because like there's something sitting on your chest and the list yeah, goes on. It's
0: definitely important. Yeah. It's very important. I agree with you. Yeah, Great point you make. Yeah. It's really important to just like, Reach for help whenever you need think you need it to whoever, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like you never know who's gonna help you, who's gonna get you through it, who you can count on. But yeah. totally. Agree and with also you. like one thing I, I, I wanna
1: say is, you know, stop judging people for, you know, stop telling them they're crazy. Because if you're gonna like for example, if you break your arm, yeah, you're going to put a cast on it. You're going to take like antibiotics. If you're sick, you're going to do those things. If you have mm-hmm. like a chemical imbalance in your brain, then fix that if it is that's what you need to do. Don't feel like you can't open up yourself to those things because, you know, there's such a stigma around it and people say no. Be able to to yeah. take care of yourself for you because when you take care of yourself, everyone else around you benefits. And yeah, just honestly, like talk about mental health more and, and be open about it and be a... F- you know open to feeling those feelings and stop you know putting them down stop putting other people down I totally <laughs> that's my rant I'm sorry I went on a tangent but I, I'm passionate about mental health and I feel like people need to talk about it more and be
0: open and understand it so there's that the most important takeaway of the day guys okay I'll be open normalize mental I'll health. hush now that's it <laughs> Welcome to Coco's Ted Talk. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's perfectly okay. That's why I love asking you this question because everyone just has like a different reaction to it and different response. And yeah. you know, you never know who's going through something or who went through something at some point. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's really nice to talk about those things. Absolutely. And to let other people know as well that whatever you're doing or wherever you are, like someone has felt what you felt. Like you've you're never gonna be alone. Oh yeah, you're literally never alone. Like
1: just please know that you're not alone. (laughs) I'm sure someone, maybe you've just walked past or you're in the same class with whatever, they've felt the same way. You're not alone.
0: Oh yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Just putting that out there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I want to finish this chat with a couple of lighthearted rapid fire questions for you just to like leave it on a nice fun note. (laughs) Are you ready?
1: Yes, let's do it. (laughs)
0: Okay, first one up is, would you rather just play one video game for the rest of your life or never play video games again? Oh my God, play just one for the rest of my life. Let me guess. Yeah. (laughs) Specifically, (laughs) Halo 2. I love that game. (laughs) Okay, good to know. Um, Would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? Like, what would be more important? Lose the ability to read, I think, because then I wouldn't be able to sing. (laughs)
1: in the shower by myself (laughs) no kidding I feel like that's cheating but okay I'll I'll give it to you okay I don't know I mean that's a hard one but I also like reading books oh okay so then I don't the reading one yeah let's just go with that one I'm not sure (laughs) this this is something I would think about for like 30 minutes and overanalyze so let's just move on
0: (laughs) now for the easy ones um makeup or clothes uh clothes or late or early. It could be to wake up or it could be to sleep either. Oh, God. I was so good at waking up early
1: before quarantine started. So I'm going to say I like being up early before people are like up, like super early.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So magazines or books? Uh, Magazines. Well, okay. editorial Continue. magazines <laughs> to, to be precise. Perfect. You like the inspiration? Yeah. <laughs> Do you prefer sushi or pizza? I oh, got sushi for sure. Yes. You're one of yes. my people. <laughs> Cocktails or wine? Or neither.
1: Ooh, wine for sure. Love me a cote d'oron Hell yeah. Interesting. Probably mispronouncing The people that. that I've asked, everyone says wine. What's wrong with cocktails, people? I think I'm just thinking like how expensive they are. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Maybe that's subconsciously. Also... also, like wine is just so good with, you know, certain foods, but it's yeah, also good to unwind. It's also good to turn up with. I mean, it's like, you know,
0: multi all, alcohol. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, last one. Mm. Spicy or sweet?
1: Oh, okay. I have such a low tolerance for spicy, but then I get really sick of sweet stuff. But the combo is perfect.
0: Yes. I'm such a
1: sweet savory mixed. I've I love that.
0: Oh my God, me too. Yeah. I totally agree. Finally, someone agrees <laughs> Oh my with God, me. this
1: is another thing I could go on a tangent about for like 10 hours, um, but I'll go with sweet. Why not?
0: Okay. Okay. That was, that was, well, that was fun. Thanks. So thanks Coco for chatting with me today. It's honestly been a fabulous time and such an interesting conversation. I have so many new things to Google. Like I'll <laughs> probably spend my afternoon doing that.
1: Yeah. No, thank you so much for having me. I hope I, I hope I did a good job and if people are entertained.
0: <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening. Oh, well- <laughs> <laughs> Please let us know if you liked it. Um, so you'll find her Instagram link in the episode description. And obviously, as usual, we'd love to know what you think of our show. So please don't forget to give us feedback. You can find the link on our Instagram at pretty sure podcast, which is in the description as well, because we like to make it easy for you guys. And if you can please give us a review, we'd also really appreciate it. So see you next week and peace out, y'all. Bye.